Okay, are you ready for a fun-filled episode? Because all my teacher friends, all my mom friends out there, your heart is going to pitter-patter after this episode. I know that organizational little heart of yours as a teacher is just ready to hear all of the incredible details about how to keep a multi-age classroom organized from your curriculum to your teaching desk and your teacher materials to even the student belongings. You are so in for a treat. This is an audio that should really just go straight onto Pinterest because this episode is jam-packed with some juicy fun details as we are in spring and we are ready for the wonderful school year to end summer to begin and preparing for fall you don't want to miss this episode and all of its incredible important information so please go grab your piece of paper and a pencil and let's get going Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. One of my very favorite things to do, other than talk about organizing, is definitely learning how to start something new, such as a micro school, for the very first time. My absolute favorite thing to do The instructional coach in me can't help it. I am obsessed with it. I've got some of the sweetest, most incredible clients that I'm working with right now who have joined arms with me. I am their accountability partner. They are such beautiful vessels ready to start their micro school and some of which have already started their micro school. They're ready to grow it. We have linked arms. I am helping them and they are helping me. You know how you help me as well? You teach me so much as I walk side by side with you. You teach me so much about what it's like to step out in faith over and over again. I remember taking that step and not having someone beside me, not having someone to tell me to keep going when it got hard, not having someone to tell me all of the things that I spent hours, weeks, and months going and trying to find, going down rabbit holes trying to find. And this is why I am so grateful for the community that we have. If you are struggling and where are you set right now, book a clarity coaching session. If you are ready to go from trying to duct tape it all together and trying to go from being overwhelmed and insecure and not knowing where to go and not knowing if you're wasting your time and not knowing if you should purchase this or 
go here or go talk to these people? Should I start my website? How do I email market? How do I get the word out? What should I do on social media? How should I prepare for events and marketing? How do I make sure that my school is legal? What type of curriculum do I need? How do I create a business blueprint? I help you every step of the way. Not only myself, but my husband as well. We take a look at your needs analysis. We brainstorm together as a couple, as two people who have started businesses. He's helped me immensely with every part of Lighthouse Learning. We're crazy about it. Like this is the future of our schools and of our students. And we're here for it. We're here for you. And so if you are ready to go that next level, you are ready to just get to just Say, I'm done trying it myself and I want your help. I want your eyes on my business. I want your hands in it. I need your voice. I need your ideas. I'm here for you. Go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. A clarity session is really great to get unstuck and to get all of the ifs, ands, what's, and buts out. But then the intensive coaching program and the deluxe coaching program, it's all of us together, one-on-one, in a Zoom meeting, with some super fun homework, some accountability, some check-ins, and of course, goals and action plans and strategies along the way. I'm here to help you. I'm ready for you to start your business, to start that dream inside of you that has you just on the edge of your seat, dreaming and wanting something more, but you just are thinking 50 million different things when you're in the shower. You may even just be sitting in the morning time just with your hands in your lap, just crying, going, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how to make this work. Trust me, I was you. Trust me, I understand. And I'll tell you what, the greatest investment I've ever made in myself and my motherhood and Teacher Let Your Life Shine and Lighthouse Learning is I have hired coaches. I have outsourced and I have found the people to help me do the things that I did not know how to do. And I have tenfold been able to get a return on my investment. You will be amazed what it's like to form a community with others and have them step-by-step walk you through. It's time if you are ready and you're ready to stop doing this on your own, head on over, email me, let me know. Which package do you think I should do? How many times do you think that we should meet? Here's where I'm at. I will help you. I will give you exactly what I believe is the best differentiated plan that works for you. It's tailored to you. It's tailored to you. So head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching. And now for the 15 top organizations. Let me just tell you, this was a hard one, guys. This is hard. And I mean, if I take a minute per 15, we're going to be like 15 more minutes, right? So I will do my best. I This is not for me to like give you every little nitty bitty, nitty gritty piece of detail, but I want you to have a very good understanding of some of my favorite things after almost four years of creating an environment to homeschool my children, to open up my home, to having more staff, to having three teachers, volunteers, parent volunteers, 18 students at my house. I have learned what works and what doesn't work. I still am on the same journey. I am very much open to many other possibilities, techniques, and organizational tips. But these are what I want to give to you for those of you who are just starting out or you just want to tweak the area that you are in. This list is really broken down into three categories. One is student belongings, two is the teacher, and three is your curriculum slash space slash all that extra stuff, the extra thing. So if you have a piece of paper, I would fold it into sections of three, uh, like a little brochure, 
And on the first top rectangle, you could write student belongings. In the second rectangle, you can write teacher. And on the third rectangle, you can write curriculum slash space slash extra stuff. All right. So let's talk about student belongings, especially because it's in my home. You better believe I had to figure out how I'm going to fit 18 other kids in my house. Okay. And I'm just going to go through and tell you that if I were to, after writing out a list of 15, I would circle all of those 15 and I would put a big arrow at the top and put declutter first. Okay. Because Here's the deal. I just saw a professional organizer this weekend. She is a professional organizer. She has an Instagram called Rock Your Space. She lives in Orlando, Florida. Her daughter is on my daughter's soccer team, and she was talking about how she goes into homes and professionally organizes, and she said, we all have too much stuff. Like, we just have too much stuff. So number one, no matter where you have this at, absolutely try your best to go in with a minimalist mindset. Even though I know you may not be a minimalist, let's just try to to at least get ourselves at a foundation of less is more. All right, so student belongings. Number one, cubbies. I bought these at Ikea. They are incredible. Outside on my back porch, we've got 20 cubbies. And these cubbies are white. They are open. They are beautiful. They are perfect for our students to put their backpack, their lunchbox, and their water bottle. And it's just perfect. That is a cubby. I believe every child needs to have their own space. They are even big enough to fit the backpack, the water bottle, the lunchbox, and a jacket. All right. That is from Ikea. We could set them up side by side. I think we got three of them. And actually there are, there are six, there are six cubbies. And so we got three of them. There are 18 cubbies. Incredible. The children have their own cubby and they love it. Number two is especially for multi-age students, they need their own folders that also have tools, like a little toolbox. So for an example, I have also done binders before, by the way. I have done a binder and in that binder, there were separation uh, with the plastic folders and they each had a little label on it. So they had a math folder, reading folder, math folder, a science folder, and a handwriting folder. What I did not like about it was that there were a lot of things falling out of those binders and they were big and they were clunky. They also just required me to hole punch a lot of things. But what I did love about them was how much content I could put in a binder so that if a student was working on math and they did not have access to a teacher to ask questions, they could go and they could get behind their math folder and there were sheet protectors with their multiplication chart, their hundreds chart, there, how many feet are in a yard and all of these nice visual pieces of information that they could easily access to help them. I loved that part and I had it all in one binder, but it just, if, if a binder fell, my gosh, you would have thought that, that a glass broke in our house because there was so much in it. So what we ended up doing was giving every child their own folder for math, reading, writing, and every child has their own specific color for their folder. And they have a math folder. And in their math folder, there are sheet protectors. They are three-pronged folders. There are sheet protectors with little visual aids in them. And what I love about it is that every child's folder can be differentiated. So if a child is having difficulties with multi-digit multiplication, then we can give them some notes, write it down and say, hey, go put this in your toolbox, in your math toolbox. And they know that they can slide that little note area that we that we gave them and they can just slide that in there and that is their specific 
little toolbox, so to speak. So every child has their own folder and they've got multiple folders. I'm not a big fan of that right now that they have so many folders, but they it's working for them. And I actually got that idea from my daughter who's in middle school and high school. She's very organized. She's like one notebook for every class. I'm like, one notebook for every class. I want one I want one notebook with all my classes in it. But I have found that it's easy to just be like, get out your math folder. Everybody bring your math folder to me instead of everybody bring your binder to me. Lord have mercy. Whoa. Talk about overwhelm. So folders. Number three is I also make sure that my students have a take-home folder. They need to be plastic and they also need to have a sheet protector in them. They also need to be three-pronged because we keep our newsletter and our calendar in there for parents to see. So plastic, three-pronged and have a sheet protector in there with the newsletter and calendar, anything special or important. Number four, I believe planners are still a thing, okay? I believe that our children, now this is me, and I'm saying I believe, I believe, I believe that children need to know what day of the week it is, what month it is, what year it is, how many days until such and such, how many weeks until such and such, what's special about this Thursday, what's coming up next Monday. It is a life skill friends. It is a life skill. I wish somebody would have taught me how to be responsible for a planner and to just be intentional with my time. And that is just something that we've given even to our first graders. So from first grade all the way up, they have planners. Now our younger students, kindergartners, they don't have planners, but next year I'm getting them a planner. We use the not consumed planners. I enjoyed it for a multiple reasons. I think they're really great for homeschooling families. However, because we have 18 students, there were a lot of components. Ones in which I liked. They did progress reports. They did monthly calendars. There was a weekly section where the students had to write out all of their assignments. That I wasn't a fan of because we would have had like 18 different assignment sheets. So what we do is we print out an assignment sheet for each level in our school and it's all differentiated. The students cut it, they paste it in their planner for the week, and they're still able to set in their weekly planner, they're able to set for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have them set a personal goal. Then we've glued in their specific personalized work for the week. And then what I like about the not consumed planner is it does have them reflect on their character traits at the end of the week and on different types of chores. But that's a little bit difficult coming back and forth from home to school, and we only send it home on Fridays. But I think that nonetheless, planners are really great for children and a way for them to document their success, for them to journal, for them to have something that they can share with their families. And so I definitely recommend having a type of going back and forth planner. Um, Number five for student belongings is definitely a student goal sheet and a checkoff. And I just described that in the planners, but every child has specifically what their work is for the week. And that way they can go and it's a little bit more self-paced and it's personalized, but it's right there for them. If they never, if they ever have a question or they don't know what they need to be doing or accomplishing, they can go back into their planner and they've got their student checkoff sheet. So I definitely believe that that is very beneficial. Even our youngest students have that, not our kindergartners, but even starting at first grade. And then number six, this is just a fun one. Um, You need, especially if you have this in your house, you need a shoe rack. Yep. 
You need a shoe rack. We have a shoe rack that's on wheels. We actually have it outside of our back porch so it can get rained on. It has a mesh wire and all 18 students can fit their shoes on there. That means there's 36 shoes that can fit on that shoe rack and it's not big and bulky and weird looking. It's just nice. It's aesthetically pleasing and it serves its purpose. So I just gave you six tips for student belongings and now let's move into teacher. Number seven, well, or the first part for the teacher is that you need to have your own desk. Simple, have your own desk. Again, I got mine at Ikea. It's really nice because it is cheaper, but it's still pretty and it is a nice size. It's small. It's just enough for me and my teacher assistants if anybody wants to use the desk, which they do all the time. It's got two drawers. It's very simple and it's got a little shelf that you can open up and it's got three little shelves on the inside like a little cabinet and definitely a teacher desk. You need your own private space for your pens, your sticky notes, your stapler, all of that. Number eight, drawers from Ikea. Like I have a tall drawer, seven drawer cart I'm obsessed with. We have a little sticker on each drawer. It's white wood, beautiful. You can't see in it, but let me just tell you that I have done before where you've got the cart that's on wheels and it's all different multicolors. I went out from that one and I just went strictly into all white furniture because I think it's clean and it cleans up very well even though it's white and you're like oh my gosh there's so many kids I love it it's clean it's crisp it's a seven drawer cart you pull out the drawers and they're very deep but we have a drawer labeled Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday that's five days of the week we also have a drawer that says S meaning students and a drawer that says T meaning teacher so something to keep all of your content in for the week if you need to or just specific reminders for that day uh, number nine is a crate file box you can get just one of those crates that have the holes in them um, that you would put oh I don't know maybe to move in I don't know probably probably plastic there's all different colors you can get them at Walmart I'm not for sure exactly what they're called but they're just crates I think I think that's what they're called but you can also do hanging file folders in those crates those crate boxes are amazing we've got a crate box for every single group of students that we serve meaning like we've got a red group blue group yellow group and every group has a specific depending on their age level they have a specific crate color so blue group has a blue crate yellow group has a yellow crate red group has a red crate and we are we take all of the curriculum and we actually pace it out for a quarter or a trimester at a time and we pull out all of the curriculum and we place it in week one week two week three week four week five so whenever we get to that week we just pull out that file folder and bada bing bada boom we've got our lessons for the week do we get off yes we do but do we have a really good system in place where we know exactly where to go and we're not ripping out papers every week and we're not trying to find different materials everything has been condensed and in its own crate it is amazing Amazing. You could also use a crate for number 10, which I'm going to tell you is student work. You also need to have a place to ha hold your student work. Now, right now at Lighthouse Learning, we send all of our work home because parents are responsible for holding on to their work in their student portfolio. But there are specific things that we want to keep for each student. And I even take just their data verification card. I have just just important little paperworks about each student, you know, that I can easily access. I also want to make sure that there's a specific piece of student work that I want to showcase whenever I meet with their parents. I just place it on in there. If there's assessments, I make sure that I have a student work assessment folder for each child. So 
Again, we've got these crates that I mentioned that are for groups of students and curriculum, but there also needs to be a place to hold student individualized work or assessments or notes or whatever it may be. Right now, I use an accordion file folder, and I'm just going to let you know it's not my favorite. It, I like it because it saves room. But what I don't like is that I've got to go grab it, open it, undo the little rubber band and open it up. I don't like that part. I like the crate better. And so I think next year I'm going to move into a small little file box. They're, I think they're called crate boxes, file folder boxes that you can get at Target or Walmart. And they're really pretty designs. It's got a little lid on top. I think I would like that better than the accordion file. But nonetheless, student work holder. And then number 11 is digital organization. 100% Google Drive is my best friend. I also have very specific folders in my email and I just started doing this about four months ago. It's been a life changer for me. Um, tagging different emails, having a flow for how I respond back to people who communicate with me about inquiring about school, enrolling, have I followed up with them. I've got a very, very organized digital follow-up system that I use. And everybody's different. But I have been, I've been fighting the digital world for a long time because I'm such a tactical person. I love colors. I love planners. I love everything paper. But I'm really getting into the digital world and I love it because I've found ways that I can make it aesthetically beautiful. And in addition, I also have a new project management, which I'm like, whoa, my mind is gone crazy with it. It's called MindMeister and Meister Task. Like I am, I am so into this project management. My husband's using it. It's unbelievable. I can't even tell you right now all about it because this needs its own like tutorial video. And don't worry, I'm about to make one, friends. It is amazing. But you can go and get the premise of it at Meister Task and MindMeister. It's literally about to hold every component of my life. Not kidding. My finances, my lesson plans, everything. You can add people to communicate with you. It's kind of like Trello. It's kind of like Asana, but it's on steroids and it's amazing and it's clean and it's pretty and it's crisp and it's not confusing and I'm obsessed with it. That's MindMeister and MeisterTask. So definite digital organization. All right, and now moving into curriculum space and all the extra things. Okay. Curriculum. Definitely. I know you're going, where do I house and store all of this stuff? Number one, I use two closets, one in our back office that was turned into a classroom and one in our, of our hall closets. I also use a lot of Sterilite containers that are gray. Not my favorite, but I like being able to vertically organize. So Sterilite containers, I do use those in our back little office classroom. I also like the little clear boxes with lids and I always make sure Everything is labeled. So all of our little station materials, little hands-on activities, there is a clean, clear, sterilite box with a white lid. You can see the contents on the inside. That's what I like about clear. I like being able to see the contents on the inside and I got a label and I like how they can stack up. So I'm using my vertical space and my closet in my office closet where one of our classrooms are. So labels and utilizing closets. So yes, we had to clear out our closets, but it was a good thing. I do have one rack in my garage that holds some of our leveled readers and some extracurriculum materials. So I essentially have one in my garage. I use a hall closet and I also use a the back closet area. I also use our bathroom closet just for extra materials such as toilet paper, 
hand sanitizer, soap, and cleaning materials. And that way the students have access to it so they're not going, where's the extra toilet paper, Miss Oliver? Where's the extra paper towels, Miss Oliver? We ran out of soap. I show them where it's at and they are self-sufficient. They fill up the water bottle or the, they fill up the soap bottles. They make sure that all the clean materials are there whenever it's time to clean at the end of the day and put them back. Uh, number 13 is curriculum pulled out. And I just, I just described that earlier in our crate, but a way to organize your curriculum is to stop having the big bulky books everywhere and start ripping them out and putting them filed in those crates that I was telling you about. So we've got, now we're at the end of the year, so all of our books are gone. But what we did was we took like our first trimester and ripped out all of the math lessons that would go in first trimester and then created file folders that said week one, week two, week three, week four. And then the rest of those curriculum books that were left over stayed in the closet. And then we were just able to pull out the crates. It's so much easier than having 18 books out all the time, right? Can you feel me? But I would have never known that until I actually started this whole process especially in my home so I'm trying to go easier being becoming more minimalized becoming more organized and just more self-sufficient to where if I need to pull something out that one of my teachers has pulled I know exactly the crate to go to and I don't have to go to eight different books so that did take some prep up front but it saved us tons of time energy and space in the long run number 14 I definitely believe when it comes to curriculum students need access to early finisher activities when they get finished, what are they going to do? So be thinking about boxes, be thinking about just different areas that the students can go, different little folders or activities or just a space that the students can utilize if they are finished early so that you can work with other students and so that they can still be engaged and enjoy as well. And then last but not least, when it comes to your curriculum, your space and all the extra little things, I'm going to say this, space. You need to organize different spaces for learning. I do not live in a mansion, folks. My house is about 1,900 square foot. We use a super small back office. We use our den, which is our fireplace area. And then we also use our living room. Now, the den looks like a nice little classroom. The back office definitely resembles a little classroom. Now, our living room resembles a living room with two couches, a lamp, a TV, an entertainment center, but with one big white table where about six students can fit around it. So there's three different locations and in our inside of our house that we use for learning. We also use our back porch. Now, I don't have learning materials set up out there, but it is a very common area where the students do gather and they do learn. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It is all about your student belongings. Be thinking about that. Be thinking about you as a teacher and also be thinking about your space, your curriculum, and all the extra little things. I can't wait to hear what it is that you like organizing. Pop into our Facebook group and happy organizing. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.